check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Throwdown Sports Insanity Network's basketball podcast. We are here. We are here, and I'm Connor Douglas. I'm coming in. I'm going to be the host for this episode. Uh, Zach had a buddy come up, and uh, you know he's enjoying his time with his friend, and we love that. Uh, so I got here with me Alex and Danny Boy Reginald. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. How about you? Doing fantastic. What about you, Danny? Oh, yo, I mean, it's always good to be with you folks. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's where they talk basketball nowadays, especially on my podcast, Sports Saying Podcast. Uh, shameless plug. But um, uh, you know, it's good to good to be here. It's always good to be here. Awesome. We love to hear it. Well, there's a lot of big basketball news as any other week. Uh, so let's get right to it. Uh, first, we want to say. Make sure you check us out on our uh, different networks, whether it be the Throwdown on Twitter, Facebook, you know, as well as our other partner shows in the Sports Insanity Network uh, podcast family. Uh, so first, let's uh, let's talk about the big news. Uh, coach Greg Popovich becomes the all-time winningest coach in NBA history this week on Friday night. The Spurs beat the Jazz one hundred four to one hundred two to give. Coach Popovich, his 1,336 win. This broke the tie with the previous holder, Don Nelson. Uh, Popovich has been the Spurs head coach since 1996, and he's led them to five NBA championships, 13 division titles, and is considered one of the best coaches of all time in uh, just in NBA history as a whole. So first off, congrats to Coach Popovich. And uh, I'm going to start off handing it to our guest here, Danny. What do you think about this? I mean, it, the Greg Popovich is the greatest coach in NBA history. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. He's the greatest coach in NBA history. The number of championships says it. The... Coaching wins now that he's number one. That says it. The respect level from the players across the entire league, not just with the San Antonio Spurs, but the entire league says that too. And the alumni of the Spurs says it. He Greg Pop is just a great guy. And he's very popular. Everyone loves him. And look, the fact that he passes a, a record that Don Nelson held for 12 years, mm-hmm. he passes him, and now he gets to continue winning and continue to further break that record and cement to miss the best coach in the NBA history. It, it's incredible. It's incredible. It couldn't have happened to a better guy. And uh, it, look, if you're a Spurs Nation, you should be happy that like, you get to brag, honestly. Definitely. And it's awesome to see, you know, he got a lot of heat when he ended up taking over for that position because he fired Uh the previous coach. And then I was like, hey, I I believe in my skills and I'm going to step right in. And, uh, you know, it led to five championships and one of the greatest dynasties of the modern era. Uh, uh, Let me uh, hand it over to Alex here. Uh, What do you think about Coach Popovich and breaking this uh, wins record? I mean, you know, even before this wins record, I agree with Dan. He was the greatest. He was already the greatest coach of all time. I mean, when I think of consistency, you know, and how you know, this was a, this is a guy who's been in what, at least 26 years of the head coach. And, you know, his first year, the terrible, but then he made the playoffs 22 straight years. And not just that, you know, he's won five championships, been the six. He already had an incredible career. And I will say these, including this year, these last three seasons, it's, Tough to see that he got to the record this way more just because these last three seasons they've had losing records, including this year, which they're probably going to end with a losing record. And it's tough because, you know, it's pop, pop after all those that success. And, you know, that goes with like rebuilding and stuff, too. But, you know, I was happy that he stayed in it, stay has stayed in it for this these last three years just to also get to this record, too, because I was worried once. You know, once he didn't make the playoffs again for the first time since his first year in the, as a head coach, 
I really thought he was actually going to retire. So I'm really happy to see him approach his record. And, you know, just the one of the greatest resumes throughout the history of the league is when they know when you talk about players and coaches combined, it was one of the most impressive resumes out there. And for him, you know, he strove these last few years, but this guy is a guy who in 26 years has a point six six like seven or points six six five like what percentage over that? That's second. crazy. Yeah, that's one of the most impressive like runs I've ever seen. And he, you know, was the coach of one of the greatest dynasties we've ever seen. And what he has accomplished throughout his career, and what we saw him break that record, that just sums up really in my mind that he is the greatest coach of all time. Definitely. I totally agree with you guys. Before we go on to our next topic, uh, I'm curious, guys, how many more years do you think Pop has left in him? You think this is his final season now that he's broke that record? Or you think he's got one or more uh, seasons left in him? Uh, you know, it's it's really tough to say because I really thought he was going to retire a couple of years. But the fact that he's stuck in and like, not going to lie, it's like he's I feel like he's he's a coach who's okay being a part of a rebuild right now. Maybe he does stick it out for, you know, maybe another three years. It's it's tough to say, but this this man is dedicated and basically attached to the game of basketball. It's it's hard for him to, I really think, escape stopping coaching. That's fair. I mean, he could. He has nothing left to prove. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to continue coaching. Just because he's having fun with it, like yeah, I mean, sure, I'd go for it. Um, but all I'd say is that he has nothing left to prove. So if he wants to leave, he can if he wants to. Um, I don't want him to leave. I think he's a mm-hmm. great asset to the NBA. He's uh, the players love him. Obviously, the record's not really showing much. But you know, Popovich has earned the right to leave on his own terms, so he ain't going anywhere. It's his job to lose. Um, so yeah, it, I think that it's really up to him. And honestly, like it'd be great to see more of him. But yeah, you know, if, if he feels like he needs to go, then he can go too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh... You know, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I totally agree with you there. And I, I feel like they've been trying to work in, you know, different guys. You know, that you, you had Tim Tim Duncan there for a little bit. And, you know, he moved on from that position. And then, uh, you know, they've had different fits there. But, you know, I, I totally agree. Let Popovich go out on his own terms. Um, but let's switch it over to our elder big story of the week. So according to Charles Barkley, Kobe Bryant was supposed to sign a deal with NBA, uh, NBA on TNT, but later backed out. And obviously back in 2020, we had lost uh, one of the greatest of all time in a terrible, terrible uh, accident. Um, so we were never able to see him be on that TNT crew. Uh, so Bryant was asked to come on Thursday nights to be an analyst and expert on the show. He backed out saying he didn't want to do all the other BS associated with the job the contract offered uh was a two-way contract for thursday nights only uh so what are you guys' thoughts and reactions about this news uh brought out by charles barkley uh you know it's it's tough you know kobe's my favorite player of all time so i'd love to see him you know like on thursday nights tuesday nights just you know analyzing the game the way he always did but it's just you know, it's really tough because I would have loved to see him, you know, team up with Shaq on there, too. Because, you know, after all the drama and stuff and how they buried the hatch, you know, years later in Kobe's career, it's just, you know, it's a shame because, you know, you really wanted to see them connect again on that level. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's just tough to keep hearing, like, how, like, the what-ifs with, like, what Kobe was going to do or could have done, stuff like that after. It's really heartbreaking just because... There's so much more I felt that he was going to do for the NBA and for women's basketball too. And then also from now an analyst on, you know, the Tuesday, on Tuesday and Thursday nights standpoint too. So there's so much more he could have accomplished and it really is in his post career. And it's just a shame to keep hearing like what we could have had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the comical, you know, trio that is currently there, you know, Kenny and, uh, Shaq and Charles, uh, you know, I, I feel like Kobe would be, you know, more of 
you know, like the Ernie role currently. I, I think he would be a more like back, you know, you know, not as, uh, you know, big personality as, you know, Kobe or sorry, like Shaq and Charles are. And uh, I feel like he would be a really good match. Uh, what do you think, Dan? I mean, I, it would have been it would have been awesome to see Kobe, but obviously, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, when at the time he was, you know, still with us. You know, he, he was the man that, you know, took stuff seriously and to a a much high standard. Not that the TNT uh, studio shows aren't like a, a high standard. I, I think they are. And, you know, they, obviously, you know, they, they play around. They do a great job at it. But at the end of the day, you know, Kobe's was into like, you know, doing his own thing. And, you know, I feel like, you know, if he had done stuff that he didn't want to do, he wouldn't really be doing his own thing. And he'll be, you know, doing something. It was sort of like be, you know, not necessarily getting out of his comfort zone, but like he wouldn't necessarily fit into that. So I I kind of get why he didn't do it. Um, But he would have been great on TNT. I mean, he's an excellent basketball mind. You know, that's the thing about Kobe Bryant that, you know, what we miss so much about him is that he was great, great basketball mind. Forget player. So it it would have been an awesome, awesome addition. But, you know, he did ESPN for a little bit. And, you know, he was great at that, too. So um, there's uh, there's really we, we didn't lose. A, we, we didn't lose much from him, you know, he, it, because mm-hmm. of Yeah, it, it would have been great. But, you know, it like you said, it, it's. It kind of shows, you know, who Kobe was, you know, where he didn't really want to, you know, do all this extra stuff to, you know, uh, be in that position. So it, it could have been both ways, but it it would have been awesome to see him in that role, you know, especially now, you know, in his passing, uh, you know, just imagining that it, you know, gives us a little nostalgia feel. But let's talk about uh, some of the matchups this week. I'm going to highlight two big ones. Uh, just really quick, I'm going to, what about, uh, first we talk about the matchup that was on uh, March 9th, uh, where we saw the Rockets take down the Lakers. Uh, th- this is kind of kind of how we've seen the Lakers over the last couple of weeks in the season as a whole. What do you guys think about that huge upset with the Rockets picking up the win over the Lakers? Well, you remember, Connor, love when we talked about this, I said to you that you know, the Lakers, I, even though I picked the Lakers to win that, remember I said last week, though, that when I really look at it, like, can they lose this game? They've been losing games that they're not supposed to lose, but then somehow at times win the games that, you know, they're not supposed to win. So, you know, they, mm-hmm. they've been up down. I said to you, like, if they lose this game, then I'm really in panic mode because it just shows like, oh, my God, they really can mess out. So to me, this is just embarrassing. But granted, if I'm not mistake, mistaken, wasn't this game without LeBron, too? Mm-hmm. And he's been an, on an absolute tear and lately. This past week, he put up two 50-point performances. Yeah. So he's and on, he leads uh, the league in uh, points right now, too. Actually, it's but, a three-way tie for the league oh, lead. Ooh. Yeah, with Embiid, Giannis, and him. So, Which I, I don't think I've ever seen before that happen, too. But, yeah. you know, it's just... I can't, you can't blame LeBron, obviously, because, you know... He, I mean, the 250-point performances they've won, so, I mean, can't blame him. But, like, when he's not there, the team struggles. When he's there, he has to carry the team on his back. And not going to lie, it's, it all falls on the depth and other guys around in the coaching situation. So I think this loss without LeBron just shows, like, if the Clippers can win with only having Paul George for 26 games and not having Kawhi Leonard at all this year, if they can have a record above 500 then the Lakers are really in trouble when it comes to being without LeBron because they obviously have played very poorly. Mm-hmm. They're very, very dependent. I, I totally mm-hmm. agree. What about you, Dan? I mean, LeBron's that closer that, mm-hmm. you know, he has always been. Like, he's always been the one to shut it down. And, you know, what? not, not that he gave a lackluster performance, but when he doesn't really do much for you, and then you have to rely on a Westbrook or an aging Carmelo Anthony to to get the job done. It, it's it's hard. It's a tough pill to swallow. Um, you know, Lakers got some good people, got some good players on their bench too. But 
it's not LeBron. And that's a they they really gonna need him to you know really show up in pretty much all the games. It's a lot to ask for LeBron, mm-hmm. um, but it is what it is. That that's just the reality of the situation. Um, so, but you know, go on the Rockets. You know, the Rockets don't have really much to play for. So the fact that they they won at home against the Lakers, you know, Lakers trying still trying to make that the at least the playing. You know, it's a, mm. it's a it's a it's a satisfying win for a, a lost season for the Rockets. No, yeah. I totally agree there, and I feel like also to this whole week, uh, seeing LeBron play at the level that he has, it shows that he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that team at least gets to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and I think that says a lot about him as a player. In just one more game before we go to commercial break. Uh, the big Ben Simmons uh, revenge game, uh, it you know wasn't as much of a game as we would have thought. It was a twenty nine point loss for the seventy sixers against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, obviously, we didn't see Ben Simmons play, but what do you guys think of this game? And you think uh, this uh, was the final laugh for Ben Simmons? Then I'll let you take this one first. He 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 didn't play. So then, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, he was laughing from the bench. (laughs) So what? And and he has no right to be talking at all because he hasn't played at all this season. Yeah, whatever, lingering injury, yada yada yada. And then, but then before that, didn't want to play. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's just annoying. Um. But in any case, look if he if he wants to have fun, you know, being on another team, being his old team, fine. Um, but but at the end of the day, this is all about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and them mm-hmm. coming together to beat the Sixers. And it's a it's obviously a much needed win for the Nets. Like they needed that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and it, a crushing blow for the Sixers. You know they're still trying to get that two seed. Um, now that's you know up for grabs pretty much. Um, good game by Embiid though, twenty-seven points. Um, not so much by James Harden, who has been stellar for Philadelphia since he got there. So um, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, it's a great trio. Uh, Alex, you got any quick sentiments about this? Yeah, really quick. I mean, you know, it happens. You know, like. Ben Simmons didn't play, so, I mean, but 76ers struggle in this game. It happens. I mean, they're a really solid team the way they fought back this year and have risen in the rankings, and, you know, we've seen what Embiid and Harden have done together. This was just a slip-up when you really look at it because they've been playing on fire together since Harden's been there, but the, the, the thing that really just that stands out to me is how well this team plays when Kyrie is there with KD, and then, you know, this is just going to, you know, bite them in the butt, like coming down the line. Cause you know, Kyrie's just, I think this shows you what, cause I remember Stephen A talked about this when Kyrie scored 50, if you guys remember the other night and Stephen A like spoke saying like, like don't applaud him. He, this is what you've been robbed of all season and not going to lie. This is, this is really what they are capable. Like granted Ben Simmons could also ruin that situation. We don't know with them with Ford and like, and we've seen how Ben Simmons can struggle, but you know, Kyrie, this is Kyrie and Katie. This is what they're really capable of. It's just a question of, you know, what in Kyrie's playing. Because also Katie too. They he's missed twenty seven games. Kyrie has already missed a lot too. You know, injuries and also Kyrie's, you know, with the whole vaccine stuff. It just all is affecting. And I feel like this was a great win for now. But come playoff time, I think seventy six. This was a seven game series. I would still take the seventy six. Yeah, I totally agree. And we'll have to see how that ends up turning out. But. Uh, We're going to talk more about the playoffs in our next segment. Uh, When we come back from our commercial break, you're listening to The Throwdown on the Sports Insanity Podcast Network. We'll be back. Hey, everyone. Zach here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you like the show, be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We share breaking news and updates that are going around the league as well as show updates. You can find the link to our account in the description down below, or search Sins the Throwdown. Thanks so much for listening. Now here's the rest of the episode. 
Welcome back to the Sports Insanity Network's The Throwdown, and we're going to be talking about the playoff picture. I mean, it's slowly uh, getting more clear in our eyes who's going to be the top contenders and who's going to be the pretenders of this playoff season. Uh, so uh, the playoff picture is slowly becoming more and more clear. There are obvious contenders, dark horses, and there's a lot of them we don't know if they'll even get a win in the first round. So we're going to take a look at the current standings and see uh, where we predict uh, those teams to go. So first question, guys, who is going to get the number one seed in the Eastern and Western Conference? I'll start with Danny Boy here. Uh, in the West, it's definitely the Suns. The, they're unstoppable. Like mm-hmm. they, They've been tremendous mm-hmm. all season, you know, even without their key players. You know, they continue to find ways to win because of that team effort. So definitely count on the 53 and 14 Phoenix Suns to beat the first in the West. In the East, it's going to be pretty tough. I mean, they're they're all very close in record. Right now, the Heat have the number one seed. I see the Sixers going on a big run at the end of the season and ultimately propelling them to the first seed. If they don't get the first seed, they're going to be fairly close in the two seed. They're going to surpass the Bucks for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, I'll keep it short here. Uh, you know, I have the same exact uh, ones, you know. And even if the 76ers don't get that number one seed, I, I feel like most of us would agree, even listening to the podcast, that the 76ers are the heavy favorite to mm-hmm. win the Eastern Conference, even with how stacked the Eastern Conference is at this point. Uh, I've seen enough from Maxi, Embiid, and Harden to know that they're a legit team. Uh, what about you, Alex? Yeah, I'm going to keep it short, too. Mine were the same. You know, Suns, <laughs> so just looking at Suns, I mean, we. this is a team that's about to, it's going to soon, they just need seven more wins to get to 60. I mean, and every other team, you know, is 46 right there below them, the next two with Grizzlies and Warriors. To me, it's like regular season-wise, Suns are easily going to get the one seed. They're not going to – no one's going to catch up to them. East is different, you know. I'm going to go with the 76ers because I've been riding high on the 76ers, you know, these past couple months. And I really think that they are such a different team when they started out their first couple months of the season. But, you know – I will give credit to the Heat, though. I like that this shows, like, the Heat, this wasn't a fluke a couple years ago that they made to the finals. They actually are a tough competitor in the East. But I really do think the 76ers, from what we've seen, and let alone Harden being there, you know, Connor, because we, you mm-hmm. you especially have talked about, you know, how much we have seen from Maxi and, you know, Simmons' and, Simmons's absence, you know, before the trade. Like Maxi has really developed, and also Thibel on that team is such a defensive force. They really have rallied together and are a complete different. I think they are more of a complete team than anyone in the East right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the biggest issue at the moment is, you know, I, um, Thibel can fill his role and does a great job at, you know, he doesn't get a lot of points. He'll get the occasional like two, four point games. You know, he doesn't score a lot. Uh, but he's that defan- uh, defensive, <laughs> defensive. I went Southern for a second. Defensive threat uh, for that team. Uh, but the issue I'm worried about is what is Tobias Harris's role in this team? Uh, and I feel like if they have a mediocre run, I feel like he's going to be the scapegoat and they're going to have to try to move on from that contract. But talking about the current season, that's going to be a huge part to see how that uh, team plays out this season is where is Tobias Harris and what role will he fill? Uh, so, you know, that, that was an easy segment for us right there. Uh, but let's talk about the Eastern and Western conference six seed. You know, that's a little bit shaky. There's a lot of play in teams and the six seed is the seed that uh, doesn't have to play in the plan. So I'm wondering, guys, who do you guys have as your sixth seed? I'll start with Alex here. Honestly, for me, I really do feel for the East first, I'll go with the Raptors. I love what I've seen from them. I really have. And I feel like they've been such an underrated team this year. You know, for a team that I'm pretty sure we highlighted a couple months ago that they they were the only team, and I think they still are the only team in the league with like four or five guys average. I think five guys averaging 15-plus points per game. So, you know, the Raptors have really turned it around. And, you know, they did have a shaky start to the month. You know, they they beat the Nets, but then they lose to the Pistons and Magic. But then 
you know, in the last couple of games, they beat the Suns, they beat the Nuggets, and they show that when it comes to facing these top-tier teams, which they got a bunch of those matchups left right now, this month and, like, the beginning of next month, they really can compete against the best of the best, and they're only one game back. They're only one game back from that six seed, and when you, I look at Cleveland has been struggling lately, and the Raptors haven't, so I really think Raptors are going to sneak it in more. Now, on the West, you see, in the West, it's this was a tough one for me, but I really am going with Minnesota grabbing that six seed. You know, they're a game and a half back, and I absolutely love what I've seen from them. I think we all have. You know, we criticize, we always talk about how, like, oh, Cat wants to leave, but the more I realize, like, this team is really set with what they have, and, you know, they have really balled out. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is playing incredible. Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, McDaniels. Like, they have all been clicking together, and mm-hmm. you know, they are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, and I'm pretty sure... At one point, they I'm pretty sure, you know, they lost a road game recently and then they made sure they won like seven games just like that so that they did to make up for losing that game. Like that was part of their philosophy is like we lose, we make it up for a win with a win streak. They have been really rallying together and I really love what I've seen from them. I think they also have won like, you know, they've won maybe like 12 of their last 15, something like that. They have really been balling out and mm-hmm. I really don't think that just with the recent struggles, too, of the Nuggets were there, I really do think Denver is going to let it slip from them at six seed. And Minnesota is like the hot team right now to like really start winning those couple games to grab it and then building a lead between them and the Nuggets. Because they play with Nuggets one more time. And I really think if they're right around there, they can like take that to her advantage and really widen the gap then once they take over that six seed. Definitely agree. I like that insight right there. Uh, you know, both teams really good. Uh, and you know, the issue is there's, you know, the play in seven and eight seeds and that six seed, they're so close in talent. So you really don't know who's going to fill that void. Uh, Dan, who do you have? Uh, for the East, uh, getting that six seed, I have the, I have the Raptors as well. I think the Raptors have played fairly well these past few games. Um, I think their schedule's a lot easier coming up. So, like, I have all the confidence in the world. I mean, obviously, they run into the Sixers in the next couple of weeks. Um, and other couple of good teams like the Cavs and the, Bull- and the Bulls that can ultimately um, decide w- whether or not they avoid the playing turning. But um, I-, I think that the way they've been playing, I think they truly can. Um get the job done and probably avoid the playing. You know, they had a great game against the Suns not too long ago. So it, it's to me, I feel like that, you know, they could be a team that would avoid it in the West. However, I have the nuggets and I know the nuggets aren't that far off. They're only, you know, uh, uh I know they have the sixth seed right now. Um, uh, they have a two and a half, Game Lee, I think, or game and a half, excuse me. But um so I think they're gonna avoid that plan. And I know they've been struggling a little bit. They lost the last two games, haven't really played that well. But let me just tell you something. And I know that schedule also doesn't isn't really nice to them. But I will say this the resiliency of that team, I think they'll be able to play well enough just to get to that six seed and avoid it. And honestly, a team like the Nuggets should be able to avoid six seed. The uh the seventh seed, I mean the plan. Good choices as well. Uh so the ones that I have, uh it's you know, are a little different. I you know, I was thinking the Raptors, I really like that choice. Um but I, I'm gonna go with the Cavs. They've been a little shaky over the last, you know, ten games. You you know, as we're recording it, they're three and seven in the last ten games. But I, I do what the I do like what they have, you know, in uh, you know, Darius Garland and uh, I also like Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. I like that combination and I feel like that can cause a tear to a lot of the Eastern Conference teams. So I could see them staying in that sixth spot. Uh, but you know, they could uh, they could lose it to the Raptors as well. I think it's between those two because I don't really see the Celtics falling down at all. They're they've been on an absolute tear. And I, I don't see the Nets really making that move to, uh, you know, cover that three or four game spread compared to the other team. So it really is between those two. 
Uh, so, but I'm sticking with the Cavs. And then I'm uh, on the Western Conference. I'm going with the team that rhymes with the Cavs. I'm going with the Mavs. Uh, so the Mavericks uh, right now, I have been doing very, very well. They're eight and two in the last ten games, and you know a lot of people were criticizing their move to get rid of Kristaps Porzingis, but that you know duo with uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Luka Doncic has turned out to work out pretty well. But I have a feeling that we're going to see the Nuggets move up uh, in the next couple games, and I feel like that's the biggest difference. And I could also see maybe Timberwolves making that move as well, uh, as you guys mentioned. Uh, But, yeah, those are my two for the sixth seed. Uh, Let's go to our next question here. Which team do you guys think looks, uh, you know, looked like they were going to struggle for most of the season? But they uh, now they're in a good spot in the playoffs. Dan, who do you got? I have the Lakers. Mm, okay. Now, I know they, they, they've been struggling all season. So uh, it's not just the beginning. They, they struggled all season. And, you know, they're still, again, vying for that play-in. But I feel like once they get that play-in, I think postseason L.A. Lakers is really going to come to light. And the team that they've been sort of building, you know, trying to you know that they're, they're teasing us a little bit here. Um, I feel like the team they are going to build for that postseason is going to be ready to rick. And if they get AD back in time for postseason, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's going to be a team to, that's going to be fairly dangerous to play. They may not win anything. You know, in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they can know, make noise. Not that not not a team to be playing around with. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. And also, too, you think about it. Playoff LeBron is something different. I, I'm just a little bit nervous about that potential matchup. You know, they make it to the play in. I don't see them beating the Suns, but they could maybe upset the Grizzlies if they get that seven seed. I mean. They got to move up a little bit. They're really behind on that seven, eight seed game. Uh, so maybe that's not really in reach. But yeah, you never know, though, with LeBron James. That's a good pick. I like it. Uh, Alex, who do you have? Honestly, for me, from way I looked at this season from the beginning, I we all gave the Celtics so much crap, you know? We really did. We gave the Celtics mm-hmm. so much crap. The first couple months, hell, even first three months, you know, they they were if Connor or Dan, I think you guys remember, weren't they like a 12 seat at one point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and we bad. all thought the season was yeah. over. We thought, you know, exactly. they should trade away Jalen Brown, you know. Yeah, yeah I, was, all- I was there when the Knicks were losing to them because they were so <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was crazy and you know we looked at it and all the problems you know we heard with marcus smart and jason Tate, marcus smart speaking out against jason tatum and jalen brown but you know they really have also just put away all the bs that happened at the beginning of the season and they have been on such a tear when i really look at it, they have fought from that 12th seed we've seen them slowly progress and now they're only what I think they're the what the five or four seed right around mm-hmm, there, but mm-hmm. they're only three and a half games back from the one seed as well, which is remarkable to me considering you know this was a team that at one point was like eleven games back. Yeah, we we're writing them off, and when I look at it, I looked. They were not only not only have they been on a five game win streak and are eight and two in the last ten, they are seventeen and three in their last twenty games. That, from a team that was probably in their first 20 games, like what, like 8 and 12, like something like that. It was ridiculous. We kept making fun of them, but they have impressed me so much. And Jason Tatum, you know, we all knew how good Tatum was, but especially, I look, these last five games, he has averaged 39 points a game, about to be 40 soon if he keeps it up last five games. He has been on MVP level tear right now recently. And the way he has carried the team now, after Marcus Smart spoke out against him, they asked Marcus Smart recently, I think I highlighted this last week, He, they said, like, what happens when Tatum gets in the ball? What's your mind? And he goes, get the F out of the way. And that was, <laughs> it was hilarious. You know, that, that he went from, you know, going from, like, complaining about Tatum having the ball and saying, to go, just get out of his way. This man knows what he's doing. And, you know, and what I'm impressed, too, is Jalen Brown has missed, I think, like, like 14 games, but Jalen Brown has missed a string of this last like 10 games, like somewhere like around like maybe five or six games. But 
even without him, Tatum picks up the extra slack there. And then defensively, this team has really turned around. Smart has a great player of defense. Now, I will say I do have, you know, problems at times with their big men in terms of, you know, they're not like the superstar players we want or like the main, really, really top tier all-star players. But, you know, Al Horford, I always am shaky on, but like Robert Williams has stepped it up defensively. And, you know, he has out-rebounded a lot of the top talented centers against him. And he really has turned it around. And this whole team, depth-wise, too, I would really watch out for this team come playoff time. You know, if they keep this hot streak up going and somehow sneak in to be a one or two seed, and this is a team that we all know have very has a very big resume when it comes to making at least the conference finals these past, like, six years, you know? So I wouldn't be shocked. I really think that we got to watch out for them. Awesome. Uh, so, my, you know, I totally agree. Uh, great picks, guys. Uh, mine is the Nuggets. You know, when they're healthy, I think they can compete with anybody. You have Jokic, who's the MV, one of the MVP choices right now. Then you got, you know, Jamal Murray going to be coming back and Michael Porter Jr., uh, a very talented roster. If they can stay healthy, this team can make a lot of noise. Uh, just very quick, uh, give your guys... Uh, teams that look good on paper but will be first-round exits. I'll throw mine quick. Uh, I think the Chicago Bulls are, you know, I really like them at the beginning of the season. They've been a little shaky, but one thing that concerns me is their record. It, they're actually winless against teams that are top three in either one of the conferences, and that's a uh, big, big, uh, you know, scary statistic. I believe they're 0-14, so that's a little scary. I also am a little bit nervous about their potential a matchup. Uh, you know, one of the teams you talked about being on fire is the Celtics. They could be playing the Celtics in the first round. Uh, that's how it is right now. That's how it's supposed to be booked. And honestly, with how hot the Celtics have been, I could see them upsetting them and winning that. Uh, so that I would be a little bit nervous about. So that right now is my team that's a little bit fraudulent at the moment, but we'll have to see. Uh, I what have about the you, Dan? Memphis Grizzlies. Now, I know the Grizzlies are at the two seed and may hover around the two and the three. You know, it depends on how, how the Warriors play, depends on how they play. Uh, so, but the reason why I think the Grizzlies will be first round next is because even though they're a good team, they're a very young team. And not mm-hmm. as experienced as a lot of these teams in the West. So in a playoff where their matchup could feature a hungry LeBron James or a very hot Minnesota Timberwolves featuring a very, very good player in Carl Anthony Towns, I don't really see it happen for the Grizzlies. So I'm picking the Grizzlies to be first-round exit. That's a great pick. That that is a very very tough matchup potentially that they could have. Uh, Alex, who do you got? You know, this was a tough one to really go back and forth on for me. But honestly, when I think of a team that could easily be a first round exit, I think of the Jazz. You know, because the Jazz they always do this. They always do this. Like every single year, practically past four years now, they always look great in the regular season. They're always right around one of those top four teams, top five teams in the West. And then next thing you know, somehow they always choke in the first round. And, you know, they make it to the second round, too, and they choke. But, like, still, they, they're all talk all season. Gobert is always all talk. Mitchell, I love Mitchell, but he can be all talk, too, once it's playoff time. All of a sudden, playoff time, both those guys especially shut down. This team really does. If you really look at player by player, this team has a lot of great depth. They're great on paper. They really are. And they're one of the best teams in the league, let alone just the but when it comes playoff time, I can see them getting bounced because this is what they always do. They're always great, a great defensive team. And, you know, Mitchell's a great scorer in the regular season. But then when it comes to playoff time, they choke. That's what they always do. And I really don't have faith in them to get past the first round. Because when I look at right now, especially like right now, because I'm pretty sure they're, yeah, they're the four seed if they have to play the Mavericks in the first round I would actually trust the Mavericks more because they're you know they have the hype with them at least you know and I would rather try Doncic over you know Mitchell and Gobert combined no offense to them but that's just how the Jazz really are to me they'll always choke yeah and this I think 
you know, when you look at the Western Conference, they're the team with the most pressure on them, honestly, because they have the hype of a multiple-time defensive player of the year in Gobert, and they got Donovan Mitchell. And there's a lot of tension that's been between those two. If they get bounced again, this might be the end of the Jazz's run, um, which has very been very underwhelming. But uh, let's go on to our next topic, and I'm going to throw us to the break here. Uh, we're going to be talking about fictional basketball characters and a little bit of, uh, you know, a dream scenarios when it comes to that. Uh, we'll be back. This is The Throwdown. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, Network, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to talk about some of our favorite fictional movie characters when it comes to the basketball. Uh, the reason why we bring this up is Will Ferrell, you know, one, one of the funniest guys, uh, you know, just in the world in general. You know, you know, one of his greatest movies was Semi-Pro, and we got to see the glorious character of Jackie Moon, and we got to hear him sing love me sexy you know that's that's actually a song i love jamming out to uh just a little little trivia fact i guess you could say so uh farrell was doing warm-ups with the golden state warriors before this or before the game on tuesday night he was like going in front of uh clay thompson and was unfazed and it, it was just a pretty funny moment so it makes us think which fictional character do you think would make a huge impact in the NBA. Alex, who do you got? You know, it was tough because I was really going back and forth. I'm like, you know what I what I want to say, Jackie Moon, but I was like, nah, you know what? That's just me loving <laughs> you know, I before I do say I do I will say, you know, that was just hilarious watching mm -hmm. and Clay. Did you guys see Clay Clay was so shook. <laughs> he was shocked like after after he was done shooting, he was just so shocked that Will Ferrell did this. But you know, one player that i'm gonna pick and this also you know could be a cop-out answer as well i'm gonna pick jesus shuttlesworth you know why because it's ray that's allen fair. yeah you that's, know, fair. that's fair allen. and you know i also am a huge fan of he got game that i that's one of my favorite not only basketball movies, one of my favorite movies too you know and you know denzel was a close second in there too i will say i, I loved his character in it too but i love jesus shuttlesworth you know this kid is like this kid was the definition of like the perfect like ball or ready for the nba let alone going to college level and honestly you know it's just ray allen lights out you know that's to me that's what i love too so i am going with gs shellsworth i'm curious to hear you the rest of your guys's picks <laughs> yeah uh what about you dan i, I think that's a great pick jesus shellsworth man uh dan who do you got i have the man who's lean and mean and 13, Mr. Calvin Cambridge. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. Now, I know in the movie, like, Mike, he makes it to the NBA. So mm -hmm. I know this is kind of a weird pick. <laughs> but in today's NBA, I think he'll make it, too. I think he'll make a big impact. You know, uh, and, you know, I'm talking to you, Bow Wow. Why don't you reboot that movie? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm oh, so yeah, short. You know, he's such a short guy, mm -hmm. you know, trying to make an impact against these six feet, three um, inches. Um, these players that are so tall and so mighty. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I think he, he can make a great impact and he can dunk on everyone. So it's great. Great pick as well. Uh, you know who I'm going for? You know, everybody was picking humans. I'm picking the dog. I'm going <laughs> air bud here. You know, one of the most athletic freaks that we've seen in movie history. He could do it in hockey. He could do it in baseball. He could do it in basketball. He could do it in football. The man is a the man, the myth, the legend, Air Bud. Uh, you know, I, I, I think he would do great. Uh, you know, he's got that clutch mentality. Uh, that, that's something you love to see in a player. And I just love his ball skills, you know. Air Bud knows. You know, you, like any dog, you know, they can chase down the ball. They got that nice speed intensity. And that's what I want from a player. So I'm taking Air Bud here, uh, kind of 
hit with left field and taking the dog. What do you guys think about that pick? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, you know, I, I was debating it, but now, you know, I'm with you on that one. You know, everybody is a freak of nature. Uh, he reminds me of a young, you know, the high, you know, he might not have the potential, but he reminds me of a young Connor Douglas. Yeah, you know, he got got that majestic. golden retriever energy. <laughs> He's got, he got that golden retriever majestic athletic energy. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> but, that. You know, I do. I always do love watching the air, bud. You know, it's mm-hmm. always just fun. But I mean, I like the pick. You know, it's different. You know, we went with like it's funny how we went. I went with you know Ray <laughs> Allen. Then uh, then you know we go down the list because it's kind of like then Dan went with. Calvin Cambridge is like, then is like, what's the next best choice? You know, we already have an adult. We have a kid. Let's go with a dog. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like, you know what I think is always weird though with the movies, like, you know, just briefly, like the football one, he catches the football and then they're like, whoa, oh my gosh, he can catch a football. And then, and then the poor dog gets hurt in the football game because he gets tackled. I mean, I don't know. I love the Airbud movies, but uh, let, you know, let's talk about uniforms because we want to be styling and profiling. Uh, so, Alex, who do you got for the best fictional team uniforms? Well, you know, I, I already had to go with the uh, Flint Tropics. You know, I okay. love, love that uniform. Mm. I really do. You know, it's, it's always one where, like, if I see the color, like, even the, just the color scheme, I'll know it's like Flint Tropics. You know, it's just so fun it's so unique and it just always reminds me of will ferrell so i always love the flint tropics uniform i mean they're also the originals to come up with the alley-oop so you know they were not only styling but they were profiling like the nature boy rick flair uh so i <laughs> you know that i love that pick uh dan who do you got uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna go way more fictional into the tv world okay okay and i'm gonna go with the the Austin Celtics later renamed the Springfield Excitement of the okay. Simpsons. Okay. Because, oh. Yeah. And, and the re- reason being is because uh, it, it's actually named after a team, the Boston Celtics. So, um, and, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I guess it's a, I guess that the fact that, that, uh, that there's this luck aspect into it. And also, like in the show, uh, Mr. Burns buys buys the team, and you know he, you know, tries to uh, do whatever to Springfield. I think it's great. It's great. It's awesome. So that I that, love that. And, pick. And, that, and, that was and, a really and, deep one. I like and, and the and the uniforms are fantastic. It, it's green. It just <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I I you know I love that pick because I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Uh, that's a little mm-hmm. thing about me. I when I was a kid, I actually owned. I think like the first like 17 18 seasons on dvd that's how big of a fan i was um but yeah great pick very deep uh i'm gonna go with the original space jam uniforms i i just think they're slick i i loved seeing you know bugs bunny and uh, lola bunny and michael jordan wear those jerseys and i think they're some of the coolest ones uh so that's my pick there what about fictional places to play? Where would you guys want to play some basketball? Uh, Dan, you go first here. Uh, you know, I'm taking that Space Jam theme, and I'm going to okay. say the, the arena. That Space Jam arena, it's a popping-ass arena. I'll mm-hmm. take that. You know, it, it made me feel with cartoons, but, like, you know what? <laughs> I want to play again. I want to play in front of cartoons. Yeah, that, that's and a great. A very, and, and it's a big place. It's a big place. Great one. Uh, you know, mine's actually a little bit similar, and then I'll throw it to Alex. I'm going with the second Space Jam arena. You know, with all those cool Warner Brothers characters, you know, you got like Scooby Doo, and you know, you got all, just so many elaborate characters. I know some people might not be as big a fan of the second Space Jam because it was very. Uh, uh, you know, heavy on advertisement. But I, I think it was really cool to see all the different Warner Brother characters. And I think both locations are great. But Alex, I think you might be going a little bit of a different direction. Where where are you going? I am, you know, I do love both your picks, I will say. You know, the original Space Jam arena always I always love watching Space Jam and seeing like them get ready and everyone in the crowd. And then Connor, I love your pick too, just because when I look at it as well. I that was my favorite part of the second Space Jam was seeing, you know, it wasn't just Looney Tunes, which I do love, but like, mm-hmm. you know, 
first character. You saw a Batman character. You know, we saw yeah. <laughs> like saw the most like outrageous characters that you didn't even remember were Warner Brother characters. <laughs> One thing I love is when you really pause it and like you know slowly watch, you see multiple of the same characters, like the different versions mm-hmm. as well. Like it's just what they did was great and elaborate. But for me, I am going a different way. I'm actually gonna stick with Flynn again, and I'm gonna go with the Flynn Fairgrounds Coliseum. Okay. And you know, okay, I like it. Might not be the best arena in the world, but you know, it was for it me. Did the job. It, it did the job. Not just that, you know, all the fun. You know, the fun nights. Like, come on, you see Jackie Moon, you know, wrestle with a bear. Like, you know, this is how wild this arena can get. You know, at halftime, and you know, this is like the the fun, like you know, have fun with the crowd type arena. You know, when we watch the games and when you watch the game in the movie and you really like see like the craziest activities that Will Ferrell comes up with. And you know, what was, what was it? Free, free corn dogs. Wasn't that another one that they mm, would get? Like, yeah. yeah. So like when you see like the bear crap, wrestling, yeah, the bear wrestling, like when you really look at all of it, it's like the wildest thing. You're probably, if you go to this arena, you're going to exp- have the, mo- the most wild time probably. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want at the game. We love it. Yeah. I, I love this was a fun segment, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. But, you know, all great things must come to an end. Uh, so I'm going to have to cut this one short and go to our final segment. We'll be back after the commercial break talking about our matchups of the week. You're listening to The Throwdown on Sports Insanity Network. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym stands for greatest of all time as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner they're my fave dad you're the goat you don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same visit adoptuskids.org brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services adopt u.s kids and the ad council and we are back for our final segment of the day Pickums, uh, you know, Danny Boy Reginald. It's been a little bit of time since you've been on the show, and uh, our records have changed a lot. But we want to change your record a little bit. Let's see if it's positive or negative. Uh, we're gonna pick the games here. Let's get started. First, we're gonna be starting on March fifteenth, and we got the Suns versus the Pelicans. The Pelicans have been looking pretty solid with CJ McCollum in the roster now. You know, Zion's getting healthy. Uh, you know, but they might be losing ba- uh, uh, Ingram for Brandon Ingram for a little bit. So we'll have to see how that goes. But who do you guys have, the Suns or the Pelicans here? Um, I'm going with the Suns here. You know, this isn't this isn't the time to make a bold upset pick right now. This isn't the time to want to do that. So I'm really going with the Suns. They are the better team. And I love what I've seen from the Pelicans, but Suns are the best team right now in basketball. So I'm going with them. The great pick. I mean, kudos, kudos to New Orleans, but I'm picking the Suns. Um, the, the Suns, they're trying to get into postseason form. They can't do that with the loss, so they'll win that game. Yeah, I, I think the Suns are motivated. They they are basically already going to get the one seed, but they want to lock that up. Uh, they're not going to let a, a team like the Pelicans uh, upset them. So I'm going with the Suns here. Zach is actually going with the upset here. That He's going with the Pelicans. Uh, so he's the only one. He's the lone wolf here. But we're going on to the next day on March 16th. We got the Mavericks versus the Nets. Dan, who do you got here? I'm taking Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's not because I hate the Brooklyn Nets. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh, no, I, 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 I'm liking Dallas of late. I really am. I'm looking, loving that duo with Dotchich, Denwitty. They've been playing so well together. I think they could beat the Nets. I really do think they can, they can do that. Uh, they have definitely been on a roll. And maybe it was just the fit there, the scheme fit for Dinwiddie. Uh, but it's great to see that he's actually uh, growing and, yeah, and you know, also- getting back to form. And also, it would be really nice for Spencer Dinwiddie to like beat his old team, you know, the team that mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, should have shoved him out of the door. You know, that's true. That's fair. Um, you know, uh, I like I like the thought process behind there. But I'm going with the Nets here. They they gotta try to make sure that they stay in that play-in race. And I feel like with Kevin Durant, Kyrie. Uh, you know, depending on you know who's going to be able to play, I feel like they're going to try to play at their absolute best and 
put up another 50 bomb or put up, you know, a really great performance. So I'm taking the Nets here. Alex, who do you got? I'm going to go with the Nets here. I do like what I, I will say though, I do like what I've seen from Dallas recently, especially after that trade. But, you know, it's just, it's just Nets really are, like you said, Nets are really in desperation mode to like try and avoid that play. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they, stay in the play and let alone try it they want to avoid the play in too so i really think they're in desperation mode and you know sometimes when you're in desperation mode you're going to run away with a couple wins against a tough team so i'm going to go with the nets on this okay uh nice uh zach is also going with the nets here so dan is also lone wolfing it here uh but we'll have to see how it keeps going as we go to later that night where we have the celtics the hottest team in basketball versus the warriors i'm taking the celtics here you know, they're just a hot hand, and I just see them continuing to be a hot team. Zach is going with the Warriors, but Alex, who do you got here? I'm going with the Celtics. You know, I you know, I, I don't like betting against the Warriors ever, but you know, I really think Celtics, you know, after the way I hyped them up too earlier in our in this, you know, podcast, I really just feel that the Celtics are, you know, a team to be reckoned with. And I really think that this is another game that they're going to add to their resume from this year to show like they're not fooling around. They will deal not only with the best of the East, but they will face the best, some of the best of the West and win. Great pick. Great pick. Dan, who do you got? Yeah, I- I'm going to pick the Warriors, but just like Alex, I feel like the Celtics game might be a bit of a trap game for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So uh, they better not screw it up, honestly. And it really matters on if the team is going to be full strength, you know, and that's been a problem with this Warriors team lately. Uh, next up, we have the game of the week, a oh, barn God. burner in the Detroit Pistons in the Orlando Magic. I'm taking the Orlando Magic here. It's like picking between, uh, you know, chicken poop or cow poop. Like, you know, there's not really a real winner here. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I bet the viewership is going to be in the single digits. Uh, so I'm taking the magic though in this, uh, this barn burner. Who do you got, uh, Dan? Uh, me, I'm taking the Pistons. You know, it's like you said, it's two bad teams facing each other. <laughs> like it's, it's really, it's, it's not, it's not really something that I would want to watch. <laughs> they don't You're telling want- me you don't want to watch uh, Franz <laughs> Wagner run back and forth for, you know, 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, if your team is a one loss off of the off in the loss column, you know it's like a, nah, nah. I'll take the Pistons. You know, uh, I have love for Detroit anyway. They they took me in for a year, so why not? Okay, okay. Um, you know, Zach wanted us to pick this matchup. He was really excited for it. He's <laughs> picking Detroit here as well. Uh, but Alex, who do you have? Yeah, Zach would be excited for this matchup. But <laughs> it really is like, oh uh, god. I swear, this is going to be the game that not only am I not going to watch, I'm not going to care about, and it's going to affect my record maybe terrible. <laughs> yeah. In the records. But honestly, I'm I'm going to go with the magic here. I I really don't want, I'm not going to give an analysis on this because this was just more That's like, like you know, which of the worst teams do you really want to pick? Yeah. Uh, let, let's do a little bit more rapid fire here. Nuggets, Cavs. I'm taking the Cavs here. Who do you have, um, Alex? Honestly, I'm going with the Nuggets here. I mean, both teams are, you know, both teams are in a situation where, you know, they have teams creeping up on them for that sixth seed. But honestly, I think Nuggets at least are a team with more experience. So they're going to like do a better job of like winning this game and like trying to like widen their gap slightly. That's fair. Uh, Zach is going with the Cavs. Dan, who do you have? Nuggets. Like I said, I feel like they'll, they'll, do everything they can to avoid that plan. So this is probably a step that they will take to do that. Great. Uh, So later on that night, we have the Bulls versus the Suns, two of the top teams on both ends of the conference. Uh, I'm taking the Suns here. Like I mentioned earlier on the show, uh, the Bulls are winless against teams that are top three seeds in both conferences. And that's, not a stat that I think is going to change here. I'm taking the Suns. And Zach is also taking the Suns as well. Dan, who do you got? Uh, I'll take the Suns. I'm taking Phoenix. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Phoenix on this one. And I think, you know, I love what I've seen from Chicago, but Connor, that's, that really says it all when mm-hmm. it comes to actually a top, a real, real top-tier team. Mm-hmm. They falter and they mess up. So I really think the Bulls, you know, they'll struggle because this is, you know, the cream of the crop, the Suns. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, we're going to the next night. On the 19th, Bucks timberwolves I'm taking the Bucks here. Uh, timberwolves are really doing well lately, but the Bucks are just you know, the reigning champions. And I feel like this is a great matchup for the Bucks to show that they are still one of the top teams in the East. Zach is also taking the Bucks as well. Uh, Alex, who do you have? Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks in this one. I, like I said, I like what I've seen from the Timberwolves, but you know, the Bucks have a, are still have a lot to prove to people. Cause a lot of people just don't, like I said, a lot of people don't respect them. They're defending champs, and a lot of people still, you know, count them out at times, I feel. And, you know, this is a game that will just show them, you know, you can count us out, but we're going to keep winning against play in playoff teams. And no matter what, we're going to fight. And I really can never bet against Giannis. It's really tough. Yeah, no, Milwaukee to me is just another great team. And, you know, why I, I, I like what Minnesota's doing lately, uh, this is going to be another one of those games where they're, they're, not necessarily going to struggle, but they're, they're not going to win it. So I'll take I'll take the Bucks. Okay. Later that night, we have a rematch of a matchup that occurred last week, where uh, we saw LeBron put up a fifty piece. Uh, we have the Lakers versus the Wizards. Uh, this is my upset of the week. You know, these are one of the games that you know the this Lakers team loves to drop. You know, mm-hmm. against the. Uh, Team that's not really in the play-in right now. So I'm taking the Wizards here as my upset of the week. Uh, Zach has the Lakers. Dan, who do you have? I have the Lakers. I, I really I have the Lakers. I want, I, I, I'm really interested in this Lakers team right now. The, by the, they, they, again, they don't win a lot of games, but, you know, they're, they're coming up with star power. And I want to see them, like, gear up for postseason. It's really, really exciting. Uh, you know, yeah. Alex, who do you have here? You taking you know, your Lakers? I'm, I'm going to take my Lakers. I, okay. you know, I still want to have faith in them. You know, it's really tough at times. But, you know, to me, Wizards are a joke. And Lakers, you know, LeBron with his 50-piece, it's really – this is the moment I think LeBron's trying to prove to everyone, don't count us out, don't count me out. We're here to stay right now. And this could be another game where we could see another legendary performance. We'll have to see. Uh, on March 20th, we get to see the Trailblazers versus the Pacers. I'm taking the Pacers here, and Zach is taking uh, the Blazers. Uh, so, Alex, who do you have here? You know, this was another one was like, uh, yeah, you know, bad versus bad. But, you know, I you know, I like what I've seen from Halliburton lately, but I'm going to go with the Trailblazers, okay. uh, Trailblazers instead on this one because, you know, this is like – like when I was so high on the Pacers beginning of the year before the season started, I'm like, you know what? They they play tough. They still come out well. This is gonna. This is another situation where you know Pacers probably should win, but you know, mm-hmm. even though they're this bad, they should win. But Trailblazers are gonna disappoint them. Okay, okay. Uh, Dan, who do you have? Give me Portland. You know the the Blazers. They they may be tanking or whatever, but you know the team still has heart. And uh, I don't see that from Indiana. Honestly, don't. We'll have to see where that heart is. Uh, but will there also be heart for the Lakers-Cavs game as LeBron plays against his former home of two different stints? Uh, we see the Lakers versus the Cavs. I'm taking the Lakers here. I think this is a matchup where LeBron's going to be motivated. Uh, Zach is taking the Cavs. Dan, who do you have? I have the Cavs. I have the Cavs winning this game. The Cavaliers, you know, again, they're 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 hungry for almost every victory at this point. And uh, the Lakers, they're they're going to play well. It's going to be a good game. I I predict this one to be a very good game, though. Yeah, it definitely could be. Alex, who do you have? Honestly, I'm still going to go with my faith in the Lakers right now because I was losing faith for a little bit, but LeBron is really really like pulling me and going like no no no, don't lose faith i'm gonna put up 50 for you i'm gonna put up 60 i'm gonna put up whatever it takes and <laughs> i this I, I do agree with dan dan though this is i think this is really gonna be a great matchup and a good mm-hmm. game really excited for this one but i'm really trying to pull for the lakers on this one 
And later that night, we have a matchup that is, you know, against two of the greatest teams in the Eastern Conference. I'm taking the 76ers over the Heat. Who do you guys have? I say Sixers over the Heat. Okay. Uh, Alex? I'm going with the Sixers over the Heat. I think, you know, Sixers are really the better team right now, and they're really proven. And I love this game for them because, you know, there's only – Three games away for the one seed. And the way this this week works out, the Sixers, you know, pull off a couple before this game, then, you know, they could really be in position to maybe be one game back from the Heat if they beat this beat them in this game. And they're really riding hot. So I'm going with the Sixers. We're going with the team that we thought were, was going to take the East. And this is a great opportunity. But to close this out, Zach is taking the Heat. He's lone wolfing it. Uh, but it was a great episode this week. I really enjoyed hosting. But next week, Zach, we believe, will be back and uh, get ready for more Sports Insanity Network action uh, in the throwdown. You, don't forget to listen to us on all your favorite music platforms, and you can look us up on all of our social medias. Don't forget to listen to the Sports Insanity Network's uh, uh, you know, parent shows. Uh, including, you know, Dan is on multiple different shows. There's a lot of great shows from different hobbies, such as wrestling and football, basketball, whatever you name it. Great shows. Uh, yeah, all, all great, great shows. shows. Uh, we thank you, Dan, for coming in to fill the void that we needed it, for the series. It's an honor to be on this great show. Honestly, you guys do an amazing job. So anytime I get to fill in, uh, it's great. I love to do it. I love talking basketball. We love it, too. Uh, so that's all the time we have. Thank you for listening to us. And until next time. It sound right, boy. <laughs>